Hey everybody, welcome back to Caped Chronicles. This is episode number we don't really care anymore because this is just a special episode. And uh, we we have brought a crossover event because we just like crossovers. And uh, we decided to bring on the road with us this time the Guardians of the... Well, two-thirds of the Guardians <laughs> of the MCU. We have uh, uh, Tim and John with us tonight. And uh, we're excited to talk a little bit about Black Panther. We felt with the way things um, fell out with uh, with Mr. Bozeman, and um, as we take a moment to reflect on him, uh, we thought it'd be appropriate to kind of skip Iron Man 2 for right now and go and watch Black Panther and discuss a little bit about this film uh, that, that uh, Chadwick Bozeman was in. So we're going to get in all that here in just a second, um, but I am Mike. And uh, I have with me some amazing co-hosts tonight, and I'm going to start off with um, Fred, my man. How are you? Mr. Mike, I'm doing really good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, really looking forward to talking about this one. Uh, sad moment to bring it up, but um, great movie overall. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have with me another awesome co-host Carrie, how's it going? I'm doing mostly okay. This um, this is coming um, at a very weird time. The, uh, I um, I don't talk about it much on the podcast, but um, it, some of you guys know that my my uh, Aikido teacher's daughter passed away from cancer. Um, it'll be a, it'll be a year next week, so <laughs> this is just kind of. Uh, uh, hitting me in a weird spot right at the moment. Sure. Absolutely. Totally understandable. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cancer is just irritating all, all around. Um, so Cancer makes me say bad words that I will not Yes, please make, don't because um, I don't want to edit. <laughs> yeah, I will not make Mike edit. That's right. And uh, I also have with me uh, eh, She's par for the course. Andrew, what's up? <laughs> wow. 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 You know, at That's first rough. I thought you were going to introduce everybody else and I was going to be dead I last. thought about it. Well, I know. Well, I was, I was actually going to give him crap about, you know, he should, he should introduce the guests first. I mean, they are our guests. But Well, I'm saving the best for last. Wow, way to throw us under the bus. Anyways, <laughs> I am doing fantastic. I often hold him down, Andrea still stands. Oh, I know, I know. Don't worry, I, it's in the back pocket. Uh, I'm doing really good, getting ready to start a new school year. Um, and interestingly enough, um, one of the classes that I'm going to be teaching is going to be focusing on diversity, and, and this is a phenomenal movie um, that touches upon that. So I'm really excited to see if I am able to re-watch this movie with my kids and talk about everything that it contributes to the world. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so let me go ahead then and also introduce one of our two amazing uh, guardians tonight. And uh, John, how are you, my friend? Mike, that's BS. You're saying you're saving the best for last. And so now you're calling Tim your favorite? <laughs> He's always been my favorite. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> Wow, Tim, Mike, Mike, do you hear what he says about you? I mean, come on. 
Oh. You notice we I mean, don't discourage. Cool. You notice it's cool. we don't it's... discourage it. So I mean, I mean, I rank higher than others, but I mean that's fine. It's cool. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you doing okay Mike, you though, John? Win. You can't win. I know. I'm good. I know. I'm good. All How right. are you guys? I'm. We're doing well. We're hanging in there. We're hanging in there. So, all right. And here we go. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started with the film. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have. Hey, Tim. What's up, bud? Uh, so let's see. Just so all of our listeners know, there is a spot that's opened up to co-host with Carrie over on DC Talk. And also on this I'm, show, yeah, Cape I'm Chronicles. Yeah, I'm currently in the market for a new co-host on DC Talk. Um, yeah. But at least I anyone have want to Anyone want to join me? What was that? I said, at least I still have Triple M, so we're good. Yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't make it to season two. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm doing well. Um, it's, you know, we haven't done, and we've talked about it a bunch. We just haven't gotten anything off the ground. Um, we have not done any of the the hostfuls that were that we oftentimes do you know we usually at least get them in quarterly with the movie drafts uh, and of course we haven't done a movie draft in a while because you know no movies um so it's I been a long time one. you probably could a hundred i bid a hundred credits on tenant <laughs> <laughs> everyone did so like, it's everyone. um it, you know I, I i haven't gotten to see all you guys really that much lately and i've i've missed all of you so it's uh it's it's good to see everyone on camera and and your your happy smiling faces and all that good stuff. I oh Fred's Fred's giving me heart hands. I haven't killed Fred oh. yet, so you can still have him. Okay, good. Aww. All right. <laughs> oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! I thought I thought no, Fred. Where's my heart hand? Break it! Break it! <laughs> ah. Yeah. Oh. All right, guys. Well, we're good. There's not really many network announcements. If you don't know it by now, um, there's uh, yeah, there's a network announcement. Um, just we have some shows on video. Um, we have some shows elsewhere. I encourage you guys to check out the Guardians of the MCU uh, two episodes ago on episode 113. If you really want, if you in case you didn't didn't listen to it very good episode guys by the way on uh chadwick boseman and the impact on the mcu and pop culture um uh very good episode i i I really enjoyed it um so check check that out guys it's episode 113 of course they've had 114 since then which they did in the news and and discussion and stuff like that so anyways yeah Uh, in case you couldn't tell there were a couple of spots toward the end of it where I was talking about things with Chadwick Boseman and, and things that like people were saying about him and that kind of stuff that I had to like take a breath. Uh, otherwise, you know, there, there, there would have been tears. Um, oh, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, so. they, they, they keep saying that he passed away at 43 and um, I did the math and he's, he was actually only 42. And I know this because his birthday is um, a month after my best friends and she's not 43 yet. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. The media got yeah. it wrong. Yeah, so, well, media, well, media, the media rounded up, but uh, yeah. he was pretty much my age, and yeah. that's also contributing to the, uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I need to drink more, apparently. 
Okay. Well, what I did here yeah. is um, I kind of moved the um, the notes around a little bit. So uh, I, I threw Tim and John in, in there to uh, on some of our normal parts that we have. So when it's you guys, just uh, just jump on in. But we're going to talk about Black Panther from 2018 and uh, what an amazing movie it was. And we'll get in a little bit of that in just a second. Not just because uh, – and, and, you know, personally, I don't say that just because of – you know what happened to the actor but i went back and watched it again today and um i remember after seeing the news that he had passed i had to go out and mow the lawn and uh i remember turning on the score for black panther i'm just like it's kind of get you pumped up a little bit this is some good some good music and then watching a movie today was just man this is it was just an icing on the cake it, it was a it was a great movie so in a in a what in one of those my my playlist is psychic type things. Um, Black Panther has been coming up a lot in my playlist um, for the past week. Like okay, I mean they have the same the same thing happened when when Carrie Fisher passed away. It's like you know like the day she passed away, my the first thing on my playlist apparently was Princess Leia's theme. So it's just like oh okay. You're gonna rub that. Into, you're gonna rub rub salt in the wood. Thanks. It's really interesting mm-hmm. because um, usually I'm that teacher that runs around the halls, and like I'll go into one of my favorite teachers' classrooms while they're teaching. I'll do the sign of Wakanda and I'll say <laughs> Wakanda forever, and then I'll just run away. Nice. Um, and so I have been going to school the last couple of days and the very first thing that this teacher does as soon as they see me we haven't seen each other since um last school term they make the sign of wakanda and like that was nice. very like oh what are you doing yeah so it's, yeah what are you doing to me yeah <laughs> absolutely so all right. Well, let's go ahead then and talk a little bit about this movie. So, Tim, why don't you give us a little summary of uh, of Black Panther? Yeah, absolutely. So this is uh, set right after the events of Captain America: Civil War. Uh, if you remember, in that there was uh, the explosion that had killed uh, King T'Chaka, who was uh, Prince T'Challa's father. And so in the beginning of this, uh, Prince, it's, it's really set like immediately thereafter. So Prince T'Challa is returning home uh, to Wakanda, which uh, is, you know, they, they really do a great job in the opening of this showing that like how the, the, the whole nation uh, or, or at least the central technology part of the nation is, is kind of cloaked uh, so people can't find it. And uh, they really give you a, a few nice shots in this of all that terrific technology and um, everything that, you know, that a lot of technology is based on vibranium and just some really incredible stuff going on there and really, really advanced. Uh, so he's on his way there to be um, to go into this whole ceremony that they have uh, for becoming the new king. And as, as part of this, uh, there is a challenge ceremony, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about, I'm sure, in, in, in mm-hmm. some detail. Uh, and um, later on in the movie, we, we kind of have this, this unveiling of, um, of, of really the, the movie's main foe. Uh, and you end up with this uh, kind of terrific 
face-off. Uh, it's 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 really you know man-on-man kind of um, situation for the throne, but it really ends up involving all of Wakanda, and it's really incredible. And 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 you end up with a lot of split loyalty: people who are loyal to tradition, people who are loyal to uh, their 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 king, who was you know temporarily their king, uh, T'Challa. Uh, we get to learn a lot more about the power of the Black Panther and how all that uh, kind of happens. Um, some really neat stuff. It, it's a it's a really terrific unfolding of the Black Panther and Wakanda and uh, more on the vibranium technology and all that stuff. So uh, really very cool. Very cool stuff. Awesome. Awesome. So, John... Um can you tell us a little bit about the box office for this uh, for this movie? Well, it's shaped like a box, <laughs> <laughs> and you put it in the office, and so, there it is. Bravo! <laughs> that is all. Uh, so uh, the movie was distributed by Walt Disney World Studios uh, or Walt Disney Studio Motion Pictures. Uh, run that time, a whopping two hours and 14 minutes. It was rated PG-13. Uh, it was released on February 16th, 2018. A wonderful Valentine's Day date movie. Mm-hmm. Um, let me do I'll that. take your word for uh, it. That was uh, the day after me and Esty's first date. Aww. Um, uh, the budget was $200 million. Um, it's opening weekend, uh, domestic, it made $202 million, uh, not too shabby, uh, lifetime, uh, domestic gross as per box office mojo, uh, 700.4 million. Um, then you've got worldwide gross 700.4 million. Um, I think that was more than 700.4 million. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, so that's wrong. Um, it made a lot of money. Uh, we, we like to refer to as a as a Scrooge McDuck vault full. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes score uh, for the critics was ninety six percent, and the audience seventy nine percent. So it's not too much of a difference, though. Um, and you're in Rotten Tomatoes and, and critics and audience score. There's a little bit yeah. difference, but not it's not terrible. Oh, Fred said $1.29 billion worldwide. I put it in the yeah. chat so John can say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, I can't even see your face anymore on the screen. All I see is, is the picture you normally have. And I know. So, John, I did look for movie competition, though, for this movie. And there was none. Any like any of the weeks around it, there was like no movie competition. So Disney planned this one be. perfectly. As well, as it, new. <laughs> and I'll tell you the 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 big thing about this that you know kind of gave a summary. But there's also so much outside of this movie that occurred. I, I, obviously, the movie itself was fantastic, but this the the movie itself was really. Uh, incredibly inspiring to a lot of people who went to see it. And it was really the, it, it's absolutely the first Marvel movie and quite honestly, the only Marvel movie so far to date, uh, which is really uh, dug specifically to a black audience. Yeah. 
Oh and my god! And the red carpet premiere. That oh, was the red carpet premiere was fantastic. Oh, oh my gosh! The, the, yeah. the dresses and the colors. Oh yeah, it was big. Oh, yeah. it was breathtaking for sure. It's a good yeah. celebration of of them, and, and I loved every second of it. Yeah, yeah, it was really fantastic. I mean, that that was just such a. It, it it really, I mean, the the movie itself was awesome, but looking outside of that movie, it was fantastic, and and I love that movie even more because of it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I thought it was a, um, I mean, I, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I thought it was a, it was a good movie. I mean, I remember going that weekend and seeing it, so it was good. It was good. All right, Fred. What we got for our casting crew? All right. Um, for this one, the director was Ryan uh, Cougar. Uh, he also did Creed and Black Panther 2. Um, actors, well, obviously we have Chadwick Boseman, who was T'Challa Black Panther. Um, he was uh, also Jackie Robinson in 42. Uh, Thurgood Marshall in Marshall. James Brown in Get Up On. Sorry, Get, Get on. on Up. Wow. Yeah, wow. Blame my dyslexia. <laughs> Have another have have drink, uh, Fred. I'm only like halfway into my second. That's not, not even that bad. <laughs> Whoa. I'll, I'll tell you, I actually just saw 42 uh, a few days ago, and I am not a baseball person. In fact, I really don't like baseball. But the movie itself was phenomenal. It truly isn't. It's barely even about baseball. Baseball is simply the setting. Uh, it's 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 the context for this, and it was fantastic. Uh, he just did a great job as Jackie Robinson. Um, the the portrayal was great, and it's a great story uh, about him. Really, yeah, really great it's, movie. It's on my list, and you, you you guys probably know by now that I don't care about sports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next what? up is Michael B. Movie what? You just figuring this out? <laughs> wait, wait! Brad just got to the most. No, no, no. no, no, no. Never mind. He just really sexy actor. Let's just go. So we have Lupita Nyong'o. <laughs> did you did you did you skip Michael B. Jordan, dude? Oh, oh, my oh yeah. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, just a Jordan, mistake. He played. He played mistake. Uh, Eric Killmonger, and I think he did. I thought this role was one of the best in the movie. Um, him and Chadwick did such a fantastic oh, job yes. together. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. They were fired up. Um, he was also uh, Adonis Creed in Creed in the Creed trilogy, and Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four, uh, Vince Howard in Friday Night Lights, and of course, Lupita Nyong'o uh, from Nikita, or played Nikita. Um, she was also Maz Kanata in Star Wars, and so, Rock Jungle Book. Oh, what was so, that, John? So, so Fred, you missed, and and I and I read about this, uh, a minor but relatively important role for Michael B. Jordan. Uh, in All My Children, a soap opera, he played yes. Reggie Porter Montgomery. Oh. Who did he replace as Reggie Porter Montgomery? Chadwick Boseman. Chad McCoy. Oh yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. See, see, see. Here's a bit of behind-the-scenes stuff uh, for, for mostly for John because our listeners have probably figured this out by now. Uh, Mike puts together the list of actors, and then sometimes I have to go go in and and 
edit that, but I mostly don't care about soap operas, so I didn't get, I didn't uh, augment that one. Uh, the the first two. Well, yeah. Sorry. If you if you never listened to a Cape Chronicles before, this is hashtag blame Mike always. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Always, we, try, we, always blame Mike for the cast. We, list. We religiously throw Tim under the bus, and he and he never knows because he never listens to he doesn't us. Listen. I, I listen to most say. of your episodes, and I'm aware of it. <laughs> Mike, you are so busted. Uh, by the way, I will say this: there is a strong rumor in the DC world right now that Michael B. Jordan could potentially be playing a future version of Calvin Ellis. That would be. And if those who know who he is, he is the um, he is the he is a black Superman on Earth thirty seven, and he's also the president of the United States on that Earth too as Superman. So there is hmm. a there is hmm. a very strong rumor and rumbling going on right now in DC for that. He's just a very refreshing actor. He he yes. just carries himself so well in a lot of the movies. Like Killmonger, you hate him, but you also understand him, and that's part you of the rating. Hate him, but you love him. Yeah, well, and like well, just the, I mean, the, he the does. thing with the thing with Killmonger is uh, it's in my notes down here in the bot at, at the bottom when we start discussing the movies. He's not Killmonger's not wrong. No, much like much like the Joker wasn't wrong. Exactly. I'm glad his method is de-questioning, but he's not wrong. Yeah. And if you haven't seen Creed... Uh, uh, he's really one, good in Creed. He, oh, he so made me cry. Good. So good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate him too. I mean, I, I cry in any Rocky movie, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. All right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw you off of that train there, Fred. Go for it. All right, I'm going to butcher this one. I think it's Denai Guerrera. Denai Guerrera. Boom. Yeah, that was Denai Guerrera. She Very played close. Okoye. Oh, so good. Um, mm-hmm. She was also Michonne in The Walking Dead. No, yep. she so is Michonne in The Walking Dead. She not was. She is. She, <laughs> no, she that show ended for me seasons ago. Unless she goes, didn't, didn't she leave the show last season or this season? I I don't know. I don't watch. Nope, it. nope, nope. She's still there. Next. Oh, okay. <laughs> Next up, we have Martin Freeman, uh, who played Everett K. Ross. Uh, he was Bilbo in the Hobbit trilogy. Uh, Jack Watson in Sherlock. Arthur Dent. John Watson. Oh, sorry. John Watson in Sherlock. Arthur Dent in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's still Mike's fault. It is. It is Mike's. It is Mike's fault. Get used to it. Even though, even though I, even though I added those, those two, because Mike wouldn't have. <laughs> uh, next we have Daniel Kalawe. Kaluya. Kaluya. Uh, he played Wakabi, uh, which he was also Chris Washington in Get Out. Uh, Latita, which Wright. was a really funny role in Get Out. Um, and I loved his role uh, as Wakabi in this. I, I thought it was it was fantastic. Oh yeah, uh, Latita Wright, who played Ashuri. There we go. Is Reeb in Ready Player One? And Renee on uh, Humans. Next up was uh, Forrest Whitaker, uh, who is Zuri. Uh, I loved him in this movie. I thought he did really well. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, he was Saw Gerrera in Star Wars, um, and Desmond Tutu in The Forgiven. Uh, Andy Circus was, was Cloud. 
he was also obviously Gollum in Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, uh, Snoke in Star Wars, Caesar in Planet of the Apes, and, and Alfred in Batman. And Angela Bassett was Ramona, Ramonda, sorry, Ramonda. Uh, she was Tina Turner in What's Love Got to Do With It, and Lynn Jacobs in Olympus Has Fallen, uh, the sequels, and Athena Grant on 911. Uh, oh, like that's a good show, too, if you haven't seen it. 911 is really good. Haven't seen it yet. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Uh, the really composer good. was uh, Ludwig Garrison. Um, he did Creed 1 and 2, The Mandalorian, Venom, Community. Um, he traveled to South America, sorry, South Africa and visited the International Life Library of African Music in Grahamstown to listen to the musical archives, thousands of different tribes in Africa. He also traveled to Senegal and South Africa to record local musicians uh, to form the base of the music. Oh, that's really, that's really cool. Andrea, you got to turn your Andrea, mic on. Andrea, we can't hear you. No! <laughs> well, this mic can hear it. But, no, what I was going to say is that you, um, just the the composition of the music makes you feel like you are in that world. And yeah. it it's so lively, Absolutely. and you can hear every tone, every um, up and then every down. And it's the type of music that my dad really enjoys um he loves just that culture and he collects he collects masks and it just reminds me of my dad um mm. and just his passion for um that um that culture so I, I really love the work that he put into the music and the score of the black panther and really, yeah. it wasn't. I, I mean, the music was was incredible, but also the visuals that they brought into it, and they did like this uh, big, uh, like cross cultural kind of thing because they they had to create Wakanda, um, and Wakanda doesn't exist. Uh, so they they took little little bits and pieces from various cultures on the African continent to kind of create what would become Wakanda. And uh, like this incredible blend of things. And so it's like just visually fantastic, especially when you see the different tribes, uh, the different Wakandan tribes. And each one of them have like very specific styles and very specific colors and uh, just really, really neat stuff. I, I, I love the visuals of it. And then the visuals compared with the sound and, and just, yeah, it was incredible. It was incredible. So it's interesting. Oh, yeah. On the kind of to that note, so we watched it last night and we tend to put the closed captioning on. Um, and and I, I should have taken a screen cap and I don't remember it now. But when they speak Wakandian, uh, I forget what language they put up in like parentheses speaking in uh, as they do it, but it's like not Wakandian. Yeah, it was like really weird. I'm like, huh. And I, I, I kept many meaning to Google it, but I was also trying to pay attention to the show. Well, I think they said it's not a. Uh, when I when I looked up some stuff about it, it's not a it's not a one language. It's like a combination of a few different yeah, yeah. bases of the languages and created their own language. So. It was really good. It was really good. Uh, speaking of the tribes that Tim had just mentioned a second ago, um, 
the filmmakers, kind of a little bit of behind the scenes, the filmmakers created a unique culture for each of the Wakandan tribes to get mm-hmm. a sense of the country being a mix of different tribes. They had these six tribes. They had the Golden Tribe, which was the royal family, used a motif of black and a continental symbol for the sun found throughout Africa. They also have panther-themed designs. Um, the Border Tribe was inspired by Lesotho architecture and language. The tribe's symbol is the Lesotho word for horseman, and their motif is blue and wood. They use rhino-themed weapons, attack rhino shields, and horn-shaped blades. They frequently wear Basotho blankets, um, and the Basotho are the majority in Lesotho. Um, the river tribe was inspired by the Surma and Mercy in Ethiopia. Um, Nilotic peoples who hail from the River Nile. Their motif is green and shells, and they wear crocodile skins and leather. Uh, the mining tribe was inspired by the Himba and the Maasai of southern, of southern Africa. Their motif is red and orange, and they wear lion-themed designs. The merchant tribe was was inspired by the Tareg the, the of the Sahara. Their motif is purple. And the Jabari tribe was inspired by the Bari, Igbo, and Dogon of Western Africans, shamanistic, naturalistic tribes. They wear fur and wood to honor their sacred animal, the gorilla. I thought this was amazing research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that. And it shows so. the love that it wasn't yeah. just a film to be made. It was made with love and appreciation of all these different cultures. And that's what makes it so memorable. Um, so amazing. It was a celebration of these cultures. Yeah, and, it was. And putting yeah. a spotlight on cultures that otherwise would not get these celebrations, and especially in a, in a, in a film. And I think yeah. nobody else could have done it better than Marvel. And I think they did a great job. Hmm. So... Um, this would this isn't in the notes, but I'll add this as well that th- the only time in Marvel history where three Marvel movies were in the box office at the exact same time was oh, Black yes. Panther, Captain Marvel, and Infinity War. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, which is like pretty so amazing com- that Black Panther was oh, still yeah. running when Infinity War came out. That's crazy. Oh yeah, because well, Infinity War came out in May, Captain Marvel came out in April. So mm-hmm. you're thinking like a li- usually six to seven weeks before you start seeing like a huge drop off, but you didn't see that with this movie. It was just it was going. So well, and in fact, uh, soon after I think it was a couple weeks after um, Captain Marvel came out, Black Panther had a jump in the box office, and mm-hmm. then still being in the box office when. Uh, Infinity War came out. I think a couple weeks after that, it had another bounce yeah. before it I went out. That. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Listen, Disney and Marvel did a smart movie placement when when, when they placed these three right here because they, they they knew what they're doing. They're, they they had it down. They, they was great. It was really good. Yeah. Um, Black Panther is the first Marvel Cinematic Universe to have its opening weekend domestic box office surpass its production cost. Amazing. Um, it is the highest grossing non-Avengers film in the MCU and ninth highest grossing film of all time. Um, three out of – this is interesting. Three out of every five people in Wakanda go barefoot, a deliberate decision by the costuming department. Hmm. 
I, shoes I, are expensive. <laughs> I, I think I think Wakandans can afford shoes, but maybe they just choose not to wear. Like, I I barely, very rarely wear shoes, so I I can appreciate this um, sentiment. It's also really hot there. That is true. Well, yeah, true. And and to be fair, Shuri had just invented her sneakers, so That's I mean they true. were <laughs> <laughs> they were to be out there. <laughs> Oh, that was a good scene. And, and, and oh, Shuri, I by the it. way, is my absolute favorite character in this movie. I oh, love yeah. Shuri. I'm a huge Great. fan. If uh, I, I mean, anyone who has listened to uh, me talk about Shuri on Guardians, like I want her in every future Marvel movie. <laughs> I love the character. Um, I love what uh, Letitia Wright did with her. Mm-hmm. I think she's just done perfectly. She's fantastic. I just. I really, I really, I love Shuri too. She's absolutely one of my favorite here uh, in this movie too. And I just, I, I really wish we would have been able to get her and Tony together. In a, in, in yes, just, I think that was a missed opportunity. Just, but, just oh, wow. I mean, just, oh my goodness. The, 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 yeah. the quips, those two would come back at each other, which has been amazing. So, uh, this, this movie though was the number one in the U.S. box office for five weeks consecutively until Pacific Rim Uprising dethroned it. Uh, and that's a, that's a pretty big feat nowadays. Yeah. Um, Stan Lee. We have a Stan Lee cameo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a casino guest around <laughs> 44 minutes. <laughs> oh. So we usually go through and kind of see who else was considered for the role of certain people. So uh, I know this guy... The first guy, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name because I always butcher it, but let's just say Mr. Echo from Lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, and then Dijmon Hansau, John Boyega, and Anthony Mackie were all originally considered for the role of T'Challa. I, you know, Dijmon uh, Hansau, he... He has a completely different presence about him, and I yeah. love him as an actor. He's fantastic. I loved him in um, uh, Guardians, uh, in Guardians, and in Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he has this very different, like, kind of stoic presence about him that I'm I'm not sure would have completely worked. Uh, I, I mean, I will say Chadwick Boseman also does this stoic thing very well, but he can also waver around that. And and Jimon Hanso, that's that's like his thing. Um, that's just the the what what he exudes. Uh, I think John to have a little more of a relaxed feel to you know his presence. Yeah, like, like yeah, like he wasn't trying to be the most intimidating person in the room. He was kind of trying to like just be a regular guy who happens yeah. to be king. Um, he, I think you, Anthony, you really see that with, with when him, he's interacting with Sherry too. It's like you know, totally, yeah. I think Anthony Mackie could have done really well in the role, um, but I love him as Falcon, so I'm glad he's in that role. And um, I'd like to see John Boyega come into the MCU at, at, at some point. I, I like him. I think he's a really great actor. Uh, you mentioned Pacific Rim Uprising; that that was his movie. Um, and yeah, I I, I like him. I, I think he'd do some great stuff in the MCU. Yeah, I agree. Um, another casting one uh, that we that we have was Yahya Abdul Mateen. The second was audition for the role of Mbaku. He would later go on to play the the villain Black Manta in Aquaman and oh. Cal Abar on Watchmen. 
And that's all I'm going to say about that. If you haven't watched, if you haven't seen Watchmen, um, yeah. So, um, before Michael B. Jordan, uh, Raw Liba was considered for the role of Eric Killmonger. No, thank Not you. Not with him. No. Um, <laughs> Andrew's like, no. Nah. Nah. Andrew is good with nah. the casting choice. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm trying. I'm trying to really see who this who this guy uh, uh, played in um, that I know of. He he's not really he's not really well known as far as I know in movies. Um, <clears throat> he was in the 2012 um, Conan or 2011 Conan movie. Yeah, he no. he's not. He was okay. he was in he was um, actor. I know he was Kane in Falling Skies, but he wasn't really anything big. Oh, okay. That's right on from yeah. Falling Skies. So great, really great sci-fi. By the way, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Falling I loved Skies. It. I loved, yeah, I loved. By the way, speaking of sci-fi-ish, did you did you ever watch The Last Ship, Tim? Oh yeah, totally. Loved it. It's good. It's good. All right. So that's a little bit of behind the scenes. So let's just let's just go ahead and kind of give our thoughts uh, on, on this on this film. Um, let's just get it out of the way because if I don't, Andrew is going to get mad at me. Um, outside of Shuri, Killmonger. I loved Killmonger <laughs> in this movie. I loved the character. I loved the uh, uh, the reasoning behind him. Um, I. I I was very upset at the end. I understand. It's almost as if Marvel was toying with you because Mar- Marvel does have this thing where, and it's and it's it's known where they kill off their villains mm-hmm. in like one shots, mm-hmm. um, except for Loki. Um, if you're Loki, you're immune. Um, but, <laughs> but for, for some for reason, it's, it's like Marvel knew this about there, and they were playing the fans at the end where where they had they had to child look at him and say, "I think we can still save you." And then you just hear Killmonger said, "No," and I'm like, "No, no, Marvel, but why do you do a, that?" But he had a point. Like he, he I, you know, he was coming. I he, get the, it. Where he, but like, I'm selfish because I want him for another movie. That's Mike why. is right, Perry. <laughs> Me too. No, 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 no. I understand. I and I agree that they should. They, I agree that they should have found a way to not kill him off. But and we don't always. We we try to stay away from political stuff on the network. But I mean, consider consider what he said before he died. You know, better to you know die free than to live in prison. And we have the, this country has a very large minority prison population especially uh, african-american prison population this you know he's he's talking about slavery when he's talking about right. he wants to be buried at sea like all the with like all of the people who jumped off the ships rather than be taken to the new world to be slaves so i i get why he why they killed him off in that fashion but yeah, I mean, if they could have, uh, maybe he could have escaped. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's alive. 
but they wanted to make sure like everybody knew that like oh yeah he died maybe he's uh, maybe there's hope for me maybe Wanda will hey. fix it <laughs> hey technically technically if you don't see a character die on screen he could still be alive and we never actually saw him die on screen all yeah, we, we saw did. him do was take the sword out of his chest no we saw him collapse we saw him collapse yeah. we saw a body Just, i could be fainting like I, could collapse. I may have been driving at that moment <laughs> the tower fell um, off the cliff or was thrown off the cliff all stabbed up he survived Exactly. Oh, that's true. They have all that technology in Wakanda. There's, there's a way this guy could have survived. survived. I'm just saying. Can we just say? I think I think I'm gonna say his name right. Claw. Claw. Yeah. Yep. Claw. He played him like a fool. It was great. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, like, I mean, I, I it's like one of my notes is like amidst all of this, all of this diversity goodness we get, and all the Marvel goodness we get, a Bilbo Gollum rematch. Yeah, and you and like half the time, like, oh, he's playing Gollum, but he's playing Gollum as Claw, and this is yeah. awesome. especially when he's in the room with with um with Ross. Like, oh, he so <laughs> have we done this before? He's he's such a great character, and when when all the money goes flying, oh, I made it rain. I I like <laughs> some of the lines are so just come so naturally. I think that they did a really good job with his character, and I think that it was a proper send off for him. Um, I really enjoyed it, uh, although I was pretty shocked that they killed him off the way that they did. Um, I think it was a really good move. It will gave Killmonger an in. For the to get him into the into Wakanda exactly yeah. yeah. So now wait a minute, wait a minute. I do I do have a, I do have a question. So this is where the Guardians got to help me because I don't know as much history with Marvel as, as I do with DC. So if I remember correctly, yes, he was stabbed, but didn't he still have the? Are we talking the, about? Are we back the, on Killmonger? Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm back on okay. Killmonger real quick. Didn't he still have like the heart? Uh, I don't know what they call it anymore. That gives you the Black Powers, uh, uh, Black Panther's agility and healing and that kind of thing. Did yes. he still have that in his system? Because he never had it removed when he was killed by right. T'Challa. Right. Yep. But yeah, but he, he still so, had it, but dead is dead. But yeah, I'm just saying. I mean. There, there, there's a lot of ancestral stuff. There's a lot of of, of spiritual stuff going yeah. on. I'm just saying he, he that that was never that power was never taken from him. We could still see him in future films. But you can say the same thing about T'Challa's father. I don't exactly. think exactly. I think yeah. that it's the same thing. He you still know, had the Black Panther power, but he died. At, at a certain at a certain point and. Mike, you'll you'll understand this because we've been going through the the animated DC universe. At a certain point, the body is too damaged to heal, and to borrow from one of my one of my favorite cheesy vampire movies, a stake through the heart will kill anything. But the Chala got stabbed in the abdomen, and also his he got stabbed through the he got stabbed in the abdomen. He probably they probably yeah, but that missed a vital organ. But it was after, then when he got stabbed, he did not have the powers of the Black Panther. And they demonstrate that when they take their herb, it heals them. But I don't think, in, at least in the MCU, it's ever shown 
that once they have the powers, they have a healing factor. I don't think that's ever established because we never see them get critically injured while they have the while they have the heart shaped herb. Mm. Well, and and like Carrie said, there there may be while there may be an accelerated healing factor of some sort. Uh, there are certain things you can't heal from. So that's 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 kind of where I'm going with it. Unfortunately, I mean, I, I get it. I just you know they 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 always hope that you know I don't know. If only so, we could see Mike. him take off his shirt one more time, right, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going for that. I'm just <laughs> okay. So, so Andrea, that movie's called Creed. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> or, or Creed Two. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, and and Mike, I, I have one word for you: multiverse. Booyah. Uh, that's, what, that's, what, that's why I say you know, may, maybe Wanda fixes everything. John, multiverse cannot be the answer to everything. It is, it is apparently it is, it is to DC. So, <laughs> yeah. man. But, uh, but, but I thought that was good. And back to your, uh, you know, you, you know, Claw character. I thought he was great. His one-liners were, were amazing. I, I really thought it was funny when they did the car chase scene, and he looks at the guy and says, "Turn some music on. This is a funeral." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was good. Oh, what else, you know, guys? Well, uh, well, speaking of speaking of the heart shaped the heart shaped um, uh, fruit uh, flower, or whatever. Uh, Maybe it's not such a good idea to keep your grove of sacred flowers all in one place. Like you should have a backup site somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, see a secret, a secret, you know, garden somewhere that you know, just in case the crops fail or someone decides to burn it. Yeah, not that that would ever happen. <laughs> no, that would never. That would never happen. Expecting it though. Well, they don't. People don't expect a lot of things. You know, I, I never expect the Spanish Inquisition, but you know, it happens. <laughs> uh, over there on the Guardian side, what's something that you guys had um, that you really enjoyed from this movie that that you can really take away from? John, you know, to, and it was—I mean, sadly, it was relevant. Then when it came out in 2018, um, and 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 I I just loosely want to touch about it because I mean this is a rabbit hole and not something that network uh, generally kind of touches on how and how relevant so much of the storyline was to what is happening in the world now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just really hard, like watching it, being like, wow, like. You know, and, and and Carrie, you touched on it with some of Killmonger's, you know, kind of final words. And, you know, I don't remember if it was you or, or Andre that talked on, you know, just the prison system and just how much of it, you know, just really resonated. And and I think it's a little bit fresher, at least for me now, and, and helped me, you know, kind of see even more so the importance the movie had to the African-American community. Um, I mean, so, I mean, that, that was kind of the, you know, the really kind of, you know, deep, you know, kind of aspect to it, which, you know, just kind of continued to resonate 
for me uh, while watching it last night. Well, and I, I think something I noticed this time around while I was watching it is part of the problem that comes up when they're talking about you know helping the outside world, and I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but it's mostly the men talking about helping, meaning weapons. Mm. Like, why, why, oh, why, why would we, why would they talk about help? Do they, do they automatically go to weapons? The medical technology alone would be worth more in my mind than any of the weapons in Wakanda. Gary, it's because we're men. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What'd you say, Fred? It's because we're men. Yeah, and you all suck. <laughs> we screw everything up. Don't worry. As, as, <laughs> just remember, as Shuri says, oh, good, I get to fix another broken white boy. Yep, you got it. Uh, that made me laugh. <laughs> yep. That was funny, and and her comment about um oh what was it uh when when, when T'Challa said it worked fine, but just because something works fine doesn't mean it can't be better. Mm-hmm. I mean, just you know what? While we're talking, I'm look up some some Shuri quotes just because you know I have some. Why not? Well, it, it's also it's also telling at least as far as the mindset of Wakanda that. Shuri could be sitting in her lab and still think of Ross as a colonizer. Mm, yeah. I mean, that yeah. that just illustrates the toll that centuries of colonization has taken on the entire continent of Africa. No mm-hmm. So, yeah. It, uh, Sorry, didn't bring you guys down. Oh, no. No, here we go. This is good. Ross says, is this Wakanda? Shuri, no, it's Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, did he freeze like an antelope in headlights? <laughs> Such good chemistry. Yes. Um, yeah, the chemistry between between Shuri and T'Challa and... and uh, Oye. Oye and and T'Challa was just like, yeah, I mean... You can you can tell that they 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 understand when they need to be formal, but they also know they also know how to take the king down the peg when oh, yeah. when he needs to when they need to, and it was just fabulous. Like okay, yep. yeah, oh, yeah, he's just a guy. Now 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 I can't do this as good as Shuri, but this has got to be one one of Tim's favorite lines when T'Challa says, "My suit is good." She says, "Old tech, functional." But old people are shooting at me. Wait, let me put my helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, when Tim the suit then dis- disintegrates his clothes. So, so I mean, he doesn't. He's gonna need a change of clothes after the um, after suiting up. Uh, with, or just you know, he just walks around in the Black Panther suit all for the rest of the day. It's okay. I can get home. When you said you'd bring me to California when I was a kid, I thought you meant Coachella or Disneyland. <laughs> I love uh, not just not just because that's where Ken Walker was from. That's where that's where his father was killed. But I love that they do the art that they start the outreach in Oakland. Yes, just yeah. as a, uh, just good. as a that was just as a Cal- just as a Californian just as a Californian and as someone who in the before times would go up to the Bay Area, you know, three four times a year. Um, and which something I, I hope to do again when you know I can you know be in contact with people and throw them. Um, I I yeah. really appreciated that. I I miss throwing people. I get to whack people with swords now, but I don't get to throw anyone. As long as same. you don't kick, as long as you don't kick, kick things in other people's labs, you should be okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, that was, that's I good. really love when they are in the. Um, 
in the ceremony and she raises her hand and she's like this oh. corset is really uncomfortable so can we all yeah. wrap this up yeah i thought that was so good um, like everybody was shocked like wait a minute she 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 about to challenge him but at the same but at the same time like like if they all know shuri by now they know that she's probably not yeah. gonna challenge him yeah Absolutely. They probably should not have been surprised if they were. Oh, that was good. What are those? <laughs> <laughs> she has amazing lines. That's it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I re- okay, so I, re- I think I mentioned when we did X-Men that uh, Angela Bassett was a fan cast, at least among my friends, for Storm. Because, I mean, oh, she's, sto- she's okay. like, she would have been perfect. As Storm, I Halle Berry yeah. eventually grew on me, but so when they're in the mountains after after T'Challa's defeat, she looks like Storm when when she has the white with the white hair mm. and the braids and stuff. Yep. So in yep. my head, even though I know her character's name is Ramonda, uh, that's Storm. And I mean, if Hela can be Loki's sister rather than his daughter, Storm <laughs> can be T'Challa's mother. That's all. Oh, I'm gonna that's say. true. Because because Storm is supposed to be married to, to, to T'Challa at some point in the comics. Yes. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. And I, I think I, I think I mentioned at one point that I did like, I don't, I didn't want to see T'Challa and Nakia break up just to get Storm into the picture, but if Storm could be T'Challa's mom, I'm fine with that. Anything else, guys? I mean, it was a good movie. I mean, I, I just, I don't want to be the only one saying anything about it. So, uh, well, things that I really liked. I really liked the technology in this movie. I thought oh, that really. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Black Panther, the MCU, just to the next level. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. The the vibranium and uh, all the different weaponry and the the jets and everything. It was just fantastic. I loved yeah. the colors that they had in Africa. Oh yeah. Mm. All the different outfits and whatnot. I thought it was really, really vibrant. Um, it kind of took me back to uh, being on Naboo um, mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought a lot of saw a lot well, of similarities there. And and the way the the way that the way that their tech seems to work with nature rather than dominate against, yes. against yes. nature. I mean, one of my notes is like, you would think that somehow, somewhere, how, someone would have noticed that there is less forest in the area of Wakanda than there should be, unless they have the technology to compensate for that. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, living in a state where, you know, it's on fire three, three months out of the year, um, you know, it, it's something like they're just, and apparently we have poor forest, forest management. Well, the native tribes, which my, one of my best friends works with now, have been trying to, you know, go back to, you know, the old ways of, you know, managing the forest. And the states finally, California is finally saying, hey, this might not be such a bad idea. <laughs> so sure. imagine if, imagine if, you know, that kind of, you know, working with nature could have been continued rather than you know put a stop to yep. because you know the white people thought it, their, way, they, their way was better 
Right. And there's some really neat designs to, to the tech. I mean, some of it is, is you know, this very shiny techie stuff. And then other stuff is more traditional. And then still, mm-hmm. yeah, other stuff is very organic. And it almost kind of blends into the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just a simple bracelet um, is, is full of tech. And you just don't even realize yeah. it until yeah. they, they pull it out. And um, I forget the, the British guy's name, but they, they save his life. Um, yeah. Ross? Yes, Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. But so I mean, even I, to go on, John. I I was gonna say, like, I mean, even to that, you look in this in when they're in, I guess what you would call the capital of Wakanda, and it's it is that mix of technology and you know probably more traditional African village. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, you know, something like out of the hunger games where it's all glitz and tech and you mm. know, think, think of, you know, when they, you know, when Asgard was introduced and the grandeur and the glitz of this mythical city, you'd almost think the same for a, a the capital of a country with that much tech. Sure. Um, and and right. they didn't, yeah. and that just kind of goes back to the blending and the, um, to a degree, the humbleness, you know, of mm-hmm. it as well. Right. Yeah. Right. You can have people in a village with the same level of tech as there is in the in the capital city, and it's fine. It's like you don't have to worry about. Well, they're out in the boonies somewhere. They don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like. So if I can throw something out there that that might be an unpopular opinion. Um, Killmonger kind of fell short on me. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and it, it's not a slam against Michael B. Jordan. I thought he was phenomenal in the role. He did fantastic. Um, I thought the character of Killmonger certainly had his moments. Um, I understand his story arc. I understand his motivations. I understand all that stuff. So it's not that I have any lack of, of, of clarity on any of that. There was just something with the character that I kind of got tired of by the end of the second act. I was kind of like, okay, I'm done with this guy. And I get he's the antagonist, so we're not particularly supposed to like him. Um, But there was just something there that, in one sense, sometimes in in some cases it was too much. And I think maybe it was just kind of like the... the, the unbridled violence kind of thing that was maybe mm-hmm. that was maybe a little too much on me. Um, and then there was also some of it that just seemed to not be enough. Um, so I, I don't know what it was. I, I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, I, I mean, obviously he was a great antagonist, uh, but yeah, there was just, there was something there. Huh. If I could just speak to that just a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I actually do agree with you. Um, I felt that, the story uh, of Killmonger fell short for me. Um, I would have really liked to have seen him come to Wakanda and kind of split a divide between the tribes and h- mm-hmm. him try to um, raise to be king against Chichala and there to be more of a conflict within the tribes instead of him just, oh, I'm king now and this is what we're going to do. Oh, mm. I'm not king anymore. It's over. You might have need a second movie to that for that or a three-hour movie, maybe. And you're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, we were 
there was a lot of movie to this, um, mm-hmm. two hours and a few minutes. It would have dragged it out probably another hour, but I think it would have been worth it. Yeah. You know what so, I'm hearing, Mike? Andrea, unmute. You know, you know what I'm hearing, Mike? These what? men are jealous of our love. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I'm just kidding. I, all right. I'm about, I'm about to split this down the middle here. So, I, I do agree that I do I do love Kid I love the character I love the actor I love the lines I, I understand the motivation that kind of thing I do see your point Tim uh, I think what and and I can kind of account to what Fred said too I like I think it would have been better if they had as much as as great as he was and I love the character on this and I thought he did phenomenal I think that. Doing something other than going and challenging for the throne would have been better if he would have started somehow. But the problem is he didn't show up actually into Wakanda until almost an hour and 15 minutes into the film. True. So the whole time he's still, you know, getting back there and over half the movie is done before Killmonger even gets into Wakanda. And and I think if they would have been able to get him in sooner... I think it would have been a little different. It would have built. I think it was the buildup that may not have settled, because it's almost as if he comes in, takes the throne. I'm the king now. I'm going to do something terrible I shouldn't do. T'Challa's mm-hmm. got to come now. Stops Killmonger. There was no. Th- th- there wasn't any like real build up to this guy. Like it, it was almost like a blueprint bad guy formula. Well, yeah. and I, I, and I, I think that's that that could be what feels like it felt fell 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 a little short. It's not that he was he. It's not that he was doing something he felt he shouldn't do. It's that he felt he felt that he was going to right the wrongs. What he the wrongs of you know hundreds of years of you know mistreatment by the rest of the world and read the white people really uh, just by you know imposing the power of Wakanda on the entire world. And this is why I'm saying, I you know, he's not wrong. I don't his, think he was. His, I think it was his, more basic than that. Oh yeah, I, 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 he was completing his father's mission. His that's, father's that's goal too. was to was to arm the war dogs in cities, right? And to use Wakanda technology. I mean, mm-hmm. he was fulfilling his father's dream. I mean, his father was you know murdered and taken from him as a young boy. I mean, so, I, I, Mike, I think to your point, it is the classic villain story. And I think he suffered, you know, and, and we see this in a lot of movies where there's just not enough time to truly give them the backstory or the build that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, to a degree, because it was so basic and they, and they kind of set that from the jump of, mm-hmm. you know, what at least that's you know you know that family's motivation was to me to me it wasn't uh like cookie cutter it was more you know a a more classic take so I, i was kind of fine on the motivation for it well and i i don't know that i don't know that we're the best people to be talking about this you know in general <laughs> because um you know we're we're all kind of except for andrew we're all kind of pale here uh but 
Um, I think part of Killmonger's motivation was, you know, he, you know, the Wakandans have basically been living in secret, in relative comfort, while the rest of, the you know, burns. the world burns. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's he calls them hypocrites, and they kind of are. Because they could be sharing this their, this technology with the world, but they're you know choosing to just you know hide under their yep. you know holograms and just let 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 the world burn pretty much. Well, and, so, and I and I'll say so. If anything, the the altruistic part of Killmonger's message actually did ring home, and eventually T'Challa. Ended up adopting it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's fundamentally what we saw in the end was saying, "Hey, we're Wakanda. We have all this technology. Surprise! Um, and we're going to start doing all this stuff. We're going to start sharing." And so, like that, that certainly was a big thing. And and that wouldn't have happened, um, mm-hmm. or at least we didn't see a path to that happening if it weren't for Killmonger. Right. So yeah, yeah, Carrie, I I I, I agree. I agree. So, well, so yeah, let me ask. So let, let me ask y'all this, okay? So, do you think maybe the reason that the character no. of Killmonger nope. was nope. so yes? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a good. I actually had a good, intelligent question. Do you think that the reason, ah. <laughs> Fred, that, Fred, did you send Mike a, a question to ask? Oh! 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 I know. Oh! The way you guys cover for Mike is is it's kind of sweet, but you know, just let it go. We can only cover for we can only cover for so long, though, Tim. Let it go. All right. Do you think the reason that maybe Killmonger felt so basic of a villain? And almost cookie cutter ish, you know, motivation, the reason for doing it, that kind of thing, is because they may have been worried about the public reception of a culturally different movie. Because into up until this, think about this: um, the only really diverse movie that had come out was in the DCU with Wonder Woman a year before. Or less than less than a year before. Now you're going into a whole different ballpark in a way of diversity. When you're when you're so, do you think Marvel may have wanted to play it safe instead of they didn't they did they 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 were afraid if they went too much they would lose the crowd or maybe uh, or maybe that culture would have said nah you really didn't really represent well. Or if they played it too light, they would have been upset on that. Do you think they just tried to play it really safe on the storyline because of that? I don't because think so. There the is, yeah, no. There were some things they that... They pulled a lot of punches. No, yeah, they did. And a lot of the punches that were thrown to the white people were done by Killmonger. And I'm sorry, but some of them rung true. Right. And... Mm-hmm. and that could have backfired badly. Like this movie, if it sure. hadn't treated everything methodically and respectfully, it could have gone really badly. And I think that the driving point of this movie is it's not about black and white. Right. It's not about the weapons. 
It's about helping one another. If, Mm -hmm. for example, if, let's just, and I'm going to say this and that won't make sense. If, for example, Carrie's white and Fred is white and you guys are trying to, like, go for the same goal, don't fight each other. Work together. And Mm -hmm. and I think that that's something that this movie tries to bring across, that Killmonger wants to help the people. Some of the people in Wakanda want to help the people, too, the world. But the way that they're going about it is very different. And I think that it speaks to a lot of things that are actually happening in the current world right now, um, that we're all trying to reach a co- like a common goal but the way that we're doing it is so conflicting at times and so different that sometimes we'll see the bad aspects of it and we won't focus on how to do things the rioting the looting like those things take away from the actual purpose of these things of what we're actually fighting for and i think that that the movie does a really good job at showcasing that well, and Killmonger, I, I, I don't, Killmonger is, you know, saying that he wants to go and help people, but he's also saying that he wants, he basically wants to completely turn the tables and have, you know, the people of color be the ones dominating and, and, you know, basically taking, basically avenging the last, you know, 400 years. Yeah. And to a point, he has a point. But sure. that's not going but that's not going to help him get his message across ultimately. Right. It, it, you, 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 ha, you kind of have to do it the way the way T'Challa does it and basically and you know, once he realizes what's happening, what you mostly I think actually more to Nakia. Nakia is going out and helping as much as she can and pushing for them to do more and you know to borrow from from someone I miss greatly. You know, always wanting to see the good in people and always always understanding that yeah there are some bad people but you have to have some faith yeah. that ever that you know people can do good if given the chance to do good. And Killmonger is not going there. Killmonger is going, these people have hurt us for so long, we are going to hurt them back. We are going to force them to acknowledge what's been happening. And again, we're probably the wrong people to be discussing that particular aspect of the movie. But, you know, it's... That's what he's trying to do. And Well... There's a difference between wanting equality and wanting to kill off people. Wanting dominion. Killmonger says, kill the people at the top, even their children. That is not going to bring peace. That is only going to bring more destruction. Right. It is about vengeance for him. It's not about saving the world. Right. Killmonger's motivation is to rule the world with an iron fist, but help his people once he's at the top. Um, right. But through oppression. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. T'Challa, through um, having his eyes opened by Killmonger, um, wants to help the world as equals. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. And yeah. that's where humanity should be going. 
And right. I really like how they're trying to teach that from a comic book story. Yeah. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Great. It's, I mean, violence basically begets more violence. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the direction he was, that Killmonger was trying to take it just wasn't going to, just wasn't going to win it. Um, okay. Can we give a, at least an honorable mention to Mabaku? Uh, if it wasn't for yes. him and the Jabari tribe, that, like, basically this movie would have stopped halfway through. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, T'Challa would have never been rescued. Um, and, and I love the fact that it, you know, the, the, the initial challenger to the throne was Mabaku. And so we automatically see him as an, as an adversary. And, you know, he's someone who has a lot of derision against the technological advancements and kind of moving away from, um, from technology and that kind of stuff. And I love that he's basically the one who came in and, and fundamentally saved the day. Yeah. Uh, because it was, it was his people that found T'Challa it was him who agreed to uh, give the royal family sanctuary while T'Challa healed and, and all that. And it was it was great. It was it was it was great. I, I, I loved the role of Mabaku in this. Um, I thought it was like this terrific counterpoint to uh, to, to a lot of things. Well, and he was also the Ooh. one that turned the tides during the final battle. Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. Even after, yep. even after he said he wasn't going to help, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. But he had, but he had the nobility. He was offered the heart shaped herb. Right. Right. The oh queen, yeah. The queen knelt to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To show deference, he had. I mean, he had all the ability to take all the power. Yeah. Um, and he chose. The nobility of of you know giving it back to T'Challa and and not taking the throne. Yeah, and and what you really saw there was fundamentally that hey we we can have a difference of opinion. Um, you know, in terms of the technology versus tradition kind of thing, but we can still both be on the same side, and. And that's really what it came down to. And, and, and I love that because that, and again, I mean, a lot of you have mentioned like this drawing parallels to, to present day. And when we look at things like, you know, politics or social media, that kind of stuff, it's like, well, my opinion is a, and if your opinion isn't a, then damn it, you're wrong. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and I hate you. And like, the, like it just gets taken to an extreme. It's like, well, my opinion is A, yours can be B, and eh, you know what? Hey, that's cool. That's 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 fine. You know, because ultimately we both want good things. Um, it, yeah, it, it's just this. I, I I love what they did with that. It it was it was very subtle, um, and and it and it worked for me. Um, I also yeah, I, I love the inner. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, I agree with that sentiment. I think if more people would take the idea of, hey, you agree one, you think one way, I think another way, we may not agree, but hey, we can find a way to find some common ground in the middle and work together. There's common right. ground between two people who are the most completely opposite. There is going to be some form of common ground, even if it's, hey, we both like the same candy bar. That's, that's a start. 
to finding common ground. I know it sounds silly, but there's mm-hmm. always going to be common ground between two people. Right. Yeah, except you but Mike, dig you, for it. But Mike, you like left Twix. I like right Twix. It's just not going to work. <laughs> I just don't like Twix. No. Well, then so, see now that's a problem. Maybe yeah, just like I like Butterfingers. Well, not the new formula crap they came out with. <laughs> the, 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 the real Butterfinger. <laughs> so, so can so, we? I'm sorry. Can we just... Go ahead, Tim. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was. Just, I, w- I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the character of Okoya. Because I I love, you know, where we start off the movie with her and that relationship that she has as as the 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 captain of the guard or actually general um, for the king Mm -hmm. Uh and this kind of torn loyalty that she ends up having. Uh, you know, she has this whole conversation with Nakia where Nakia is like, hey, we got to get out of here once, you know, Killmonger. became king and she's like no my my loyalty is to the throne it's it's not to a man um and but you could see how much that pained her mm-hmm. to 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 actually say that and then you know kind of in the 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 royal chamber there where the where the king and and the king's council are discussing things and where killmonger's talking about you know deploying weapons all around the world and such and 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 Akoya openly uh, disagrees with him, uh-huh. which I thought was was pretty gutsy uh, for her to do, and and it was it th- the story didn't take that to like you know him banishing her or anything, but that was we that started to open that, up really. the seam. Yeah, we did we didn't have time for that, but I that mean... opened up the seam, and and so then we saw it was it didn't take much for that next step to happen once uh, T'Challa returned. And then she was able to say, ah, you know what? My king is back. Right. Um, and then and then that one extra thing, that interaction between her and Wakabi, who they had clearly a, a, a romantic they relationship. And they found themselves on opposite sides of this whole thing. And Wakabi was going to uh, kill T'Challa. He was on one of the rhinoceroses. He was mm-hmm. going to kill T'Challa. And she just steps right in front of it. And like I love that moment. That was a phenomenal <laughs> moment. Rhino uh, kiss. It was great. You gotta, you gotta wonder how long Wakabi's gonna be on the couch after <laughs> that battle. <laughs> 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 no, no, oh. I, no, I get, I get what you're saying, by, uh, Tim. Sorry, uh, wide. Um, and without getting into specifics, like, like I kind of, I kind of understood what. Okoye was trying to do. She was trying to be one of the adults in the in the room uh, for the new administration, and fortunately, the we had a reversion of power back to the rightful king, because if if uh, Killmonger's reign had gone on for too long, she might have found she might have actually found herself either executed or fired. Or, sure, or, right? Yeah. Or or quitting and, and writing a tell-all book because that's what. That's what yeah. <laughs> without get without getting again without getting into specifics. Uh, by the way, I just well, want I just want to bring up the the resource the resource management issues because uh, so either either that meteor that brought the vibranium to Earth did something to the minerals around 
the impact site. Or they were really good at managing the resources this entire time because a meteor for a meteor to be still producing after a thousand after thousands of years, it would should have been big enough to wipe out all life on Earth. Yeah, if it was that big, it would have like was, cracked the planet. Like yeah, yeah, if if the if the mine is that deep, it should have cracked the planet. Yeah. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It is the gift that keeps on giving. Truly. And, truly and, is. and the, coinc- the coincidence that both both vibranium and adamantium come from meteors that both hit Africa. See my see, it's see funny. Our, see our Be- discussion about X Men Origins. Yeah, because Brad actually asked Google um, what was stronger, vibranium or adamantium. So, <laughs> and what, what was Google's response? Uh, it, it was very neutral. Um, it said like <laughs> adamantium was stronger, but vibranium has extra powers, which would make adamantium tough to kill vibranium. It it's was like, what? Cop out. Interesting. Well, there's only right. there's only one way to find out. Yeah, uh, we we versus T'Challa versus, uh, T'challa versus um, versus uh, Wolverine. Okay, Google. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, Google. Oh, she didn't want to work. He just set off all Google devices everywhere listening you to this podcast. Oh my hey, god, Siri. yeah! <laughs> now, now he's going to set off all the iPhones. <laughs> oh look, more of a reason for people to dislike Mike. Nice job. <laughs> oh, nice job. Let's see, what is stronger? In a Marvel unit... It is in the Marvel Universe. Adamantium is the strongest terrestrial metal known to man. It is in fact stronger than vibranium. Okay, but that says so it's, it's, that says it's, it's terrestrial metal, and so I, I know there are different. I know there are varied opinions on X Men Origins, but uh, they said that they said in X Men Origins that adamantium came from a meteor. Right. So, so say, it can't be a terrestrial just, metal if it came from a meteor. They did say, though, due to vibranium's particular properties, it may be difficult to damage something made of vibranium with something made of adamantium. Hmm. See? Cop out. Cop out. I agree. Just saying. All right, guys. So does anybody have anything else before we kind of... We're running a little longer here than normal. Uh, Anybody have anything else before we kind of move into some uh, plot holes and stuff? Yes. One more thing. And I think that it's, I think, one of the most important things. Michael, um, Michael B. Jordan shirtless. <laughs> second. <laughs> second. Second most important thing. No, baby, I love you. Oh, <laughs> we're going we're, we're gonna to have a nice discussion after this. <laughs> I'm just no. Um, in all seriousness, the fact that Chadwick uh, Boseman was battling cancer while filming this mm. going through yeah. so much and he was able to pull such a phenomenal role and he never let anybody know his struggles mm-hmm. like that that is a true superhero that is power yeah. that is strength the fact mm-hmm. that he fought for himself for his family, for for everybody that he surrounded himself with, I, I think that it speaks to his character, and I think that's why this one hits us the like really hard. Um, it was super sad seeing him in the movie unconscious and dead because 
It's a reality now. Well, the the whole the whole the whole sequence of him ha- having his power taken away from you from him during the ritual combat that takes on so much more meaning now. It's like yeah. that you you're pretty much watching what what chemo does to someone. Yeah. In that and um and I, I like I said I don't talk about it very much, but um, the last time I saw the last time I saw Arya before she passed away like if i if i hadn't known that she was sick i wouldn't have known i would she might she looked a little she looked thinner than she should have been but if i hadn't known she was sick i wouldn't have known i wouldn't have known that there was something wrong and, and it's interesting yeah well it well it's interesting because i i i think about that last time i saw her i think about the, the pictures um my teacher um, put the selfies my teacher put into the book that she published posthumously, and I, I I think about some of the pictures that we've seen of we saw of Chadwick Boseman last year, and now I'm starting to wonder. Oh yeah, he is a bit thinner than he yeah that he yeah I I can see I can see the toll take it it was taking on him now, just because I have that is, that is such a fresh um, that is such a fresh memory in my mind now. Yeah, it's easy to see that now, but when you're uh-huh. watching the movie, it's like, oh, he's oh, yeah, an actor. Yeah, yeah. He's lost weight for the role to like make his washboard that much well, nicer, make Andrea that much happier. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and they were they were filming this into in 2016, 2017. That you know it, and and you know Arya had bone cancer. That that was go- that was going to you know um, limit her mobility. This did not limit him in his mobility or anything in his ability to, you know, take on a physical role. So that helped. And you, it didn't start to take his toll on him until, <clears throat> until, you know, years into the pro into the, into the disease. Right. Sorry. I'm getting off on tangents. No, no, it's, it's, imp- good. I think it's important mm-hmm. to bring that up because it mm-hmm. shows his character, the, the love and devotion mm-hmm. and willpower to continue doing this for a good purpose, even though he was battling his own battles. Right. And um, apparently, apparently he still assumed that he was going to be doing Black Panther 2. He did like four or five movies oh, yeah. in the time yep. that he was sick. I mean, this, this, is somewhat, this is someone who understood that he did, that, you know, at any point, this could be over. He lived so life he to it. the fullest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, uh, Andrew. So go Andrew, let us you're up. some plot holes here. All right. So character errors. If Mabaku's people are vegetarian, why do they fish? Maybe they take the fish oils. I don't know. I well, think he was joking. <laughs> maybe they have an aquarium. We won't eat you because we're vegetarians. He was joking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love or, that. Or more properly, they may be pescatarian. There oh. right. There are certain there are certain groups of vegetarians though who they do make the exception for the protein in fish. So they do that's, eat fish. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Veg- so. Vegetarian usually implies that they only that they don't they don't eat any kind of meat, including fish. Yeah. All right. Continuity. The beard of Chadwick Boseman changes in length from take to take. I never noticed yeah. that. Yeah, me neither. I will now. 
<laughs> and you will appreciate it even more, right, Mike? Absolutely. Um, when Everett K. Ross enters the interrogation room, he has the listening device on his left shoulder. When he leaves the interrogation room, it has vanished. But when the scene cuts to a different camera angle, you can see the listening device again. It is out of focus, though. Hmm. Um, Shiri and Nakia are in the lab one minute while the battle is going on outside. In the next scene, they are outside, ready to join the fight. At some point, they change clothes, and Shiri puts on some war paint-type makeup. Shiri's hairstyle completely changes as well. If they were in that much of a hurry to fight, they wouldn't have had time to make all those changes. Uh, you have to look uh, good to battle. Yeah. I'm sure there's some kind of Wakanda yeah. tech there, but still, it's just like... Hey. You know what? If you got if if you're going to battle if if the battle's happening now, I'm not gonna start. I'm not gonna stop to do my hair. You put the hey. battle paint. Yeah, it Surely. was actually like I I know about the the outfit change and the war paint. I never noticed the hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, and 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 so the the outfit change and the war paint I can get. I mean, hair sure I can get if like. All right, I'm going to put my hair up in a ponytail, something like that. But beyond that, I I don't know. Yeah, well, you would you hey, would. Look, know there's yes. obvious oh, reasons yeah. why you don't pay attention to hair. <laughs> <Yes>. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> look, if Tony, you, you and Lou Stark, are not our hair experts. This is true. If if if, if Tony Stark can um can can get his Iron Man outfit off just by walking down a ramp. I'm sure I'm sure that Shuri has thought of something to do her hair, put more paint on, change her clothes while walking out of the building. I'm just I'm saying. Doing I'm doing that every single day I'm going to work. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> every single time I have to see my students, that's pretty much my morning. <laughs> All right. So Throughout the challenge ceremony, Shuri is on her mother's right, left side of the screen. When T'Challa leans back in his clench, his upside-down view shows Shuri on her left, still left side of the screen. The image was flipped upside-down rather than rotated 180 degrees. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. These are just things that I just don't care. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's like it's like you know, Empire Strikes Back. You know, the for the the entire flight of the Falcon through the um, through the meteor through the asteroid field, Leia and three PO keep changing positions. It's like you don't notice it at first, but then suddenly you notice it. Then you can't unsee it. Hmm. It, it's, it's something I, I think I mentioned this before on other podcasts. You know, my when I was in college, my one of my our theater instructors would say would talk about you know someone drops a prop on on stage, someone else is responsible for picking up picking it up. Otherwise, it otherwise the show becomes about the prop that's on that's left on stage. Like that mm-hmm. Starbucks mug. Uh, yes. In Game of Thrones. Like, the, like yeah. the Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Factual errors. At around an hour and 12 minutes, Killmonger is set to have graduated from Annapolis um, in the 1900s. No, at 19. Oh, at 19. Wow, why is there a... Never mind. Um, At 19 years old. 
Annapolis refers to the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. They do not allow anyone younger than 17 to enroll, nor can you graduate early due to its rigid four-year academic program for its midshipmen. Yeah, I caught caught that last night. Um, (laughs) And I was like, he can't graduate at 19. That's not a thing. He's just that good. (laughs) He's just that good, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> um, at around two hours and five minutes, when T'Challa is addressing the UN, a Welsh flag can be seen among the other flags in the background. As part of the United Kingdom, Wales doesn't have UN membership in its own right, so this flag would not be displayed. Oops. Hmm. Now they're getting picky. <laughs> Again. Hey, hey, I, I, I'm sure there are people in Wales who would be like, hey, that's not right. <laughs> um, all right. So, incorrectly regarded as goops. Okay, so at around 24 minutes, um, when Mbaku challenges T'Challa, he refers to the blessings of Hanuman, the monkey god. When the queen of King Ram of India was kidnapped. A monkey was found in the forest with her scarf, indicating a route to the point that pointed to the king of Kalon, Sri Lanka, um, as the kidnapper. By saving the queen, the monkey was given the name Hanuman. Hanuman is not the name of an African monkey god, but of India. However, Hinduism is practiced in various parts of Africa, so it's very possible that uh, Jabaris picked up on various foreign theology since um, seceding from Wakanda. Hey, didn't 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 they try sense. to sacrifice Indiana Jones to Hanuman back in the Temple of Doom? Oh, oh. I don't remember. Oh. No, I think it was a different. God, I'm just it nope. sounded similar. I just nope. can't, I, I, I can't, nope. can't remember the name of it. Nope, Fred, you're in charge. <laughs> Yay. Too bad. Oh, so, Fred, so would this be considered it. like a mythology, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. love this. I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I do too. It's, I, I, I'm a bit of a mythology nerd, which will become very apparent when we get around to discussing Thor in a few months. <laughs> but yeah, I, I find that really fascinating. Me too, yeah. <clears throat> Alright, so anything else, boys and girls? Well, I guess it's time to rate the movie then. Uh, so, uh, one out of ten inappropriate finger ges- gestures by Shuri in the presence of the Queen Mother. Uh, let's start with our guests. Tim? Um... Oh, I, I'd say uh, eight inappropriate gestures. It's a it's a good movie. It's a solid movie. It's got mm-hmm. some really incredible stuff to it. Um, like you said I, I'm I'm not. I have some issues with the antagonist. Um, I know I rated it higher when when Lizzie and I had first reviewed it, uh, but you know you get a little bit of recency bias. Uh, I, it's still a great movie. I just, yeah, I, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay. Totally and John? John, you're on mute. I'm going 
I'm gonna Dang go it, with. Hey, look, we all can't be as perfect as Tim. That's true. Wow. That is true. Well, that's an easy bar to pass. So. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, guys, I'll be taking the uh, <laughs> applications for your co-host. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it nine inappropriate gestures. Um, it's still one of my favorite movies uh, in in the MCU. I really like what it did, and to me, it was kind of a game changer for how the MCU and potentially superhero movies um, are kind of cast and 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 put forward. I mean, I, I look at this and. No disrespect um, for uh, The Rock, um, and ask anyone. I have strong, strong feelings for The Rock. Um, somewhat romantic. If, if, somewhat romantic. <laughs> if this movie had not been successful, I don't think we see a Black Adam, um, even with no. someone like The Rock uh, attached to it. So its success opened up... Uh, uh, whole new avenues um, for uh, superhero movies and 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 just hopefully you know just movies in general. So uh, definitely a a nine. Um, and my fourteen year old who's sitting in the room uh, loved that last uh, you know kind of statement and run through and got some giggles out of it. So <laughs> smart, smart kid. Um, Andrea, what's you gonna rate this? So I have to take into account just how many times I can watch this movie and never get tired of it. Like that's, that's one of the primary reasons like, or like primary. Yeah. Reasons why I rate the movies the way that I do. Um, And one of the other reasons why I'm going to rate it the way that I do is because it touches upon a lot of the things that, um, uh, the dark night, um, brings forth with the Joker. Um, There is a lot of things that can be dissected and analyzed in this movie that touch upon the real world. And I think that it was a movie that brought people together and allowed people to do their research on these cultures and these um, worlds. so because of how beautifully stunning this movie is and how many times I can watch it and appreciate it, not just because of the actors, um, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Wow. There you go. Perfect score. Mainly, she wanted to give it a 9, but she gave it 1 because she just got to see another shirtless Killmonger. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> wow. uh, so, Fred, what, what's you written this? He's going to give it a one. <laughs> to balance me out. Ouch. Killmonger Ouch. does not do... No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Out. <laughs> I, I'm just looking at some of the other movies that I've rated. I'm looking at some of the other movies that I've rated. And I think this one fits really nicely. I, I was really struggling between a 9.5 and a 10. And I think for the same reasons why... 
Um, Tim pushed this down. It's the same reasons why I'm not going to call this a perfect 10. I respect how nice his abs look. That's great. (laughs) 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 They couldn't get any better. But uh, this, in my books, is a 9.5. I would have really liked to see the antagonist Killmonger's role just to be a little bit different. Uh, I thought that part of the story fell short, and that's why it's not going to be a perfect score for me. But you know who's a perfect score, my love? You. Wow. (laughs) She just made up for it. She just made up for it. Nice job, Andrea. I know. (laughs) Well done. So I guess guess it's my turn to to rate the movie. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Mike, you want to rate the movie? Tim, I'm looking for another co-host. You want to join me? Excuse me. <laughs> He's like, I'm not even attention. <laughs> oh no. Uh, so when I when I'm looking at my ratings, when I when I rate a movie, if it's four or lower, I don't even want to watch it anymore. Um, if it's usually five or seven, it's one of those that huh, if it's on TV and I need something to watch, I'll I'll watch it. But if it's at eight through ten, I'm gonna go out of my way to watch that movie. Um, Again, it's a great movie. It's not perfect. There are other movies that I feel are better, as far as to me and my taste. Um, but I, I think it's it's in that category of I'd go out of my way to watch this movie again. Um, so I'm going to give it an eight point five out of ten. It's just it's 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 good. It's good. So. I, I think this movie is really important. Um, I, it's not, I mean, it's not technically the first black superhero movie um, that would be Blade, but it's the first one that's been more accessible to a lot of, to the most viewers because, you know, all the Blade movies were R-rated. Um, so it, it this, is, this movie is really important in the way that, that, as Andrea said, Dark Knight was important. It, it brings up a lot of things that are still, unfortunately, painfully relevant right now. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm with Andrea. I'm giving this a 10. Woo! That's why I love you. Wow. Very nice. Wow. All right. Well, um, our next movie, we're finally, you know, we said it like, what, a month and a half, two months ago, we were going to do Iron Man 2. Uh, we're, we're we're we finally plan on getting to Iron Man two, the best we're, sequel of the Iron best Man series. Iron Man sequel, yes. No. Indeed, it is. I I will <laughs> I will I will I will fight Lizzie on that one. Uh, so uh, that's actually our next episode. So we'll have that one here in a couple weeks. We're actually going to watch Iron Man two, and then after that is um, Jonah Hex. Uh, so we'll take a dig at that one and see if that one was any good. So, well, Carrie, do you want to close this out? Or do you want me to close this all out? Oh, I can close this. I can close this all out. Okay. So we want to hear from you. You can email us, uh, Cape Chronicles at randomchatter.com. You can find us on Twitter at, at randomchatter for the entire network or at Cape Chronicles for this show in particular. You can find me at Carrie Blackfire forty two. That's K E R I Blackfire forty two. Uh, I know John's not on the tweets. Uh, but Tim, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, it's at Qui Gon Tim. Tim with two M's. Okay, Andrea. You can find me on Twitter at Cats Fairs. That's K A T Z V E A R Z. Fred, I love that. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Freddy One Kenobi. That's F R E D D Y W O N Kenobi. And John, I mean Mike. 
Oh yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the DC Mike. So until he decides to change his Twitter handle again, yeah, which will that's, probably be in a couple that's kind of getting months. old. It is getting old. It really is. I've changed it twice. I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> who, who does? I, who does? Yeah, we we don't know him really. Oh. Uh, uh, you can find all of our shows over. Yeah, we can find all of our show. You can find all of our shows over at Random Chatter. We, we the Royal We. Uh, you can find all of our shows over at randomchatter.com. Uh, you can also spread the word and support us by uh, leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. If you uh, leave us a review, we will read it on air. You can uh, join us in Discord. Um, go to our shop. All of those links can be found at randomchatter.com/community. Uh, the music you hear in this podcast is High Roller Mojo by Blue Stolly, and as silly as the sentence sounds, all trademarks are owned by their respective owners. Uh, now, sorry. until we go. Until we go. Be- I mean, be- before we go. What? Tim, John, thank you so yes, much. thank you. Uh, for, for joining us, and uh, I do want to encourage you, if this is your first time listening, people, uh, welcome. <laughs> um, and uh, if you want to check out their shows. Uh, Tim, what shows can we find you on? Oh crap! Uh, <laughs> Too many. Random Chatter, Echo Base, Guardians of the MCU, Dispatches from the Front, and other miscellaneous things that happen sometimes. Are you going to cover Sergeant Bilko on Dispatches from the Front? Probably not. Such a funny movie, John. And what are you on? Oh, I mean, I, I don't want to show Tim up with the, the <laughs> list, so. I mean, we'll just. I mean, the bet. The, I mean, the number one rated uh, Marvel show on the network, Guardians of the MCU. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You own that title. So, uh, thank you guys for joining us tonight. It really was good. We, we did miss Lizzie. Uh, wish she could have joined us. Um, I'll, thank you for time. having us. Although, we if she it. had heard we just called Iron Man to the best Iron Man, so we probably would have been oh, thirty she, minutes she into a, a debate at the end of the podcast. <laughs> she doesn't listen to these, so, mm-hmm. so she will hear this. So I'll let her know. All right. uh-huh. but, but uh but that's it guys. So thank you so much for joining us here and uh we'll catch you next time. So uh and and until next time, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever.